I am thoroughly encouraged this morning, guys. Welcome again. Uh, thoroughly encouraged. Hello to Felicia down in New Mexico. Uh, she was watching online earlier. Dr. Joyce, she'd like for you to pray for her as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing well. Uh, but I'm thoroughly encouraged because it's fun to pastor a church that is willing to go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know? And even though maybe some of you weren't being ministered to, you were willing to just uh, sit quietly, meditate, read your Bibles, pray for those that were being ministered to. Uh, just you stayed in the flow. Uh, we have a worship team that's willing to just move past maybe what they've planned and practiced and just jump into what the Holy Spirit's doing. Uh, I like that. That's, that's fun to do. I had a really long sermon planned, but I'll save that for another time. Because uh, I want to fit something in that I'm, doesn't feel like I'm just uh, throwing words at you at a mile a minute. Uh, the Lord is good. And He has good things that He's doing in our midst. And I want to encourage you. One thing that He told me to make sure I emphasize to you today was that He wants to prosper you this coming year. And I want to talk to you more about that. But before we get into that, I've got a few announcements and a few things that I wanted to go over with you. Uh, one is that the uh, Slavic church that was meeting here between, from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, is no longer using our building. They have moved to a smaller building because there were about 15 people and they felt like the sanctuary was just too big for their current needs. But I'm staying in relationship with Pastor Ruslan and we love each other and uh, he called me yesterday. So uh, we talk pretty often, and so just wanted to make you aware. There is no church now between 3 and 5, but we do have a couple other churches that uh, are asking to use our building on just one night a month type thing. So uh, it is our heart, and the reason we do it is because we believe uh, that God blesses us with a facility and that we are able to use it and bless others so that the work of the Lord uh, expands. The kingdom is built. And so we uh, balance that and do that. I wanted to uh, give you at least one joke. I saw one yesterday that I thought I really liked. Um, (laughs) Here, John, this one's for you. I wasn't originally going to get a brain transplant, but then I changed my mind. John likes those kind of jokes. And this one I saw, and it just felt so timely. It's a guy standing at a college uh, office. It's the college bursar. And he's bringing back in his diploma, and he says, uh, instead of repaying my student loans, I've decided to return my diploma because it didn't work for me. (laughs) Don't you wish you could do that? Yes. (laughs) Oh, bless the Lord. So, uh, this coming year is a year of opportunity. It's a year that the Lord is putting for us and He wants to encourage us that He desires to prosper us. So, to prosper, it takes some action. It takes some things happening. I think one of the first things you can do is look at your year and prayerfully plan it out. Now, I'm not, I'm not a detail like every single month planned out. Somewhat I am because of our schedule is, is pretty with all that we do. Uh, 
I'm talking more of thinking through, Lord, what do you want accomplished in this year? What direction should I head in? What things are important for you for this year? What are the things that are on my heart that I'd like to see? Uh, I think I've told you that uh, Jill and I tend to sit down at the beginning of the year because our anniversary is at the end of the year. And we get away and we spend some time just kind of seeking the Lord and talking and chatting about our hearts and what we desire. And we write down lists of things we'd like to see in the year. And that helps to guide us in our decision making. Uh, sometimes we don't do everything that's on the list. Some things are, we tend to throw things on there that are wild at times too, that are impossible or don't, don't come to fruition. But it's still, it's on a list and it's something that we can be praying about throughout the year or thinking about uh, as we head in a direction. Now, I am very much, uh, you head in a direction until the Lord stops you. Unless he's told you not to go there. Then don't go there because then you're just being foolish. But if there is no word of the Lord, pick a direction and head in it. And if it's the wrong one, he lovingly will let you know. Don't sit and wait until you get a, thus saith the Lord. Well, if you need one, this is your, thus saith the Lord. Move forward. Okay? So I wanted to uh, just give you a little bit of uh, things that you can write down. If you want to get together with, if, if you're married, get together with a spouse. Uh, if you want to get together with some friends or family or mentors. Uh, somebody just to prayerfully consider what you have for the year. Just a couple quick things. Why don't you write down five things that you would like to see happen this year? Five things that you would like to see happen. And you could do it in categories if you want. You can do personally, family, uh, work, you know, and try to just write down some things. If you never write anything down, if you never put any goals out there, you never know whether you're successful or what the Lord has done. You take it as happen chance. When you put it out there, you can actually listen then to the Lord. Okay, Lord, what are you saying about my family? What is, these are some things I'd like to see. What would you? Okay, you speak into it. You head in the direction. You end up scratching off two of them. And those three things, you walk out with the help of the Lord, and it happens that year. So five things you'd like to see. And then the second question that I think is good to write down is, what are some dreams that you have? And if you don't have any dreams... That usually is a sign that you are uh, too stuck in the pressures of the current circumstances. And you need to get away and rest and allow the Lord to minister to you so that you can begin to dream. God is a very creative person. Uh, all that he does is very creative. And so he is not stuck. You are not stuck. You're not subject to the circumstances that you find yourself in right now. God will give you creative ideas to move out of where you are. So you've got to begin to dream. What is the Lord's dream? Sometimes they're short-term dreams. Man, I, wish, I just dream I wish I could have a vacation on a beach this year. And maybe it's a long-term dream. Lord, I would really like to be uh, independently taken care of financially. I want to own my own business and running it. That could be a 10-year dream, but until you write that down, you'll never move in that direction. You'll just live from day to day, paycheck to paycheck, and you'll wake up in 30 years and find you haven't moved forward. So I want to encourage you, wherever you are in your life season, what is the Lord? What are some dreams the Lord's put on your heart? And we take all of those things and we lay them before the Lord and we let Him lead us.
So, Dr. Joyce last week shared with us three things, and I want to just add some commentary to them from where you are and the fact that the Lord wants to prosper you. So as you are planning out the year, that first thing Dr. Joyce said, I think it's so important, stay the course. And we stay the course because we're moving in a direction that the Lord has already put us on. The reason we don't stay the course is generally because of uh, discouragement, silence, difficulty, or we're not on the right course in the first place. You know, if you're not on the right course, get on the right course. Hear from the Lord. But if you're on the Lord's course and you're moving in a direction, stay the course. Don't let discouragement jar you off. We will all face discouragement because often our expectations do not meet the reality of our lives. Our expectations of ourselves, our expectations of God, our expectations of how this dream will be walked out. They don't meet the reality of life. I don't know if you, there's these uh, wonderful memes uh, on the internet that say like uh, God's, uh, my vision of God's plan for my life and it's like point A, point B and it's a straight line. And the reality is this wiggly, you know, I still get there, but it's this wiggly line that I'm like, wow. Stay the course. Do not let discouragement shift you. If something is happening or something has happened that's discouraged you, find out from Jesus what the, is the root of the discouragement is and what his answer for it is. If it's interaction with an individual, is there something that needs to change in your own heart? If it's lack of resources, is it some way that he wants to provide that you're not looking if it's timing, maybe your idea of the timing is off. So don't let discouragement dictate the course. What has the Lord told you? Put that course in front of you and head in that direction. Sometimes we don't stay the course because of silence. It's like I'm not hearing anything from the Lord. A long time ago I heard this direction, but I haven't heard anything recently. And I just don't know, maybe I'm totally missing it. And, uh, you, know, and you, you begin to go back and forth and uh, throw everything out the window. If you find yourself in a place where you're just not hearing, then get with some prayer partners and begin to pray about it. Begin to seek the Lord and walk through the process to get your ears back open again. Sometimes the Lord doesn't speak simply because he's told you so many times as it is and you're just scared so you want him to tell you again. You know, can you one more time reiterate to me what your truth is? And a way to help in that is to write down, like physically write down what the Lord has told you. And in those moments of doubt, pull it back out and read it. What tends to happen is, if we don't write it down, we're like the man who looks in the mirror, as it says, we see the reflection and then we turn away and as we're walking away, we forget what we look like. So take a picture, write it down, paint a painting, throw it on your wall, get a whiteboard up in your office, in your house, put something on your refrigerator, write down what the Lord has told you and when those moments of doubt come in, you go, okay, Lord, I'm not hearing 
right now. I'm going to trust in what you already told me. I'm going to stay the course. I think another thing that causes us to not stay the course is the difficulty that we go through as we're on the course. When Jesus sent you in a direction, he did not say, it's smooth, easy peasy from here on out, guys. Good thing you got saved and asked me in your heart because it's going to be a holiday from here on out. (laughs) Actually, I think the word he used was, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And as James says in James 1, don't be discouraged when you fall into diverse trials and temptations, for the, the Lord is perfecting your faith. So difficulty does not constitute the will of God. Don't let difficulty refine or define for you what Jesus has said, what the course is. Difficulty could be adversaries of the enemy. Difficulty could be human beings getting in the way and God will take care of them. Difficulty could be your own flesh getting in the way. Stay the course. If you ever need help with counseling or talking through something like that, we're available. We love talking to people and encourage them. We all have, uh, there's a pretty high prophetic gift here at Kairos Metro. It's a pretty good prophetic gift of hearing the Lord and encouraging you and uh, reminding you of what the Lord has already said. I do a lot of telephone counseling with people. The second thing that Dr. Joyce mentioned was open doors. Now, I was talking, you know, we were talking in, I think it was in staff this week or in our our leadership team meeting that we're just talking about. And, you know, open doors for me is kind of a term that's a little hard for me to understand, hard for me to grasp what exactly that practically means. And I don't remember who said it, but somebody this week said, well, an open door is basically an opportunity. And I thought, you know, that, now that's something I can grab a hold of. What are the open doors or what are the opportunities that are in front of me? What's visible things that I can plug into and do? What is the Lord saying? What is that open door? For example, an open door might be your boss comes to you and says, um, I want to offer this position. We want to promote you, but it will require you... Uh, switching to a different office location. That's an open door of opportunity. And it's a matter of hearing, is that taking me on my course or is it not? So is this the open door I walk through or is this not the open door? So what are the open doors? Because if we never look for open doors or never ask the Lord for the open doors, never walk through those open doors, then we just hinder ourselves from being able to walk in the full prosperity that the Lord has for us. We keep our eyes down, and we never see his goodness. I know when, um, I, I, I know I've told you this example before, but Jill was teaching in a school. It was a very difficult two years. Uh, her caseload was enormous. The pay was down. And it just felt like we were done there. Like there was another opportunity. And so we prayed about it. And we tried walking through one door, uh, which was a, becoming a medical speech pathologist. And that door just did not work. 
It was not the right timing, wasn't the right way, just didn't feel right. And so we found ourselves in July. And, you know, if you're in the teaching profession, you know school starts in August. And uh, you, if you don't have a position in July, usually there's no positions left, you know. So it was like July 15th, I want to say. And we had been talking about it. I know her paycheck, her last paycheck would be the end of July from the previous school that she worked at because they pay you year-round. We chose to be paid year-round. And I knew that if we didn't find a job come August 15th, we were going to be up a creek without a paddle financially. We're going to be in a mess, you know. And so I was just talking to the Lord with it, and I was like, I, wasn't, I shouldn't say I was talking. I was probably complaining, whining, crying, <laughs> worried, anxious. Jesus, don't you see me? What's going on here, you know? Uh, and he was like, Matt, I got you. Don't worry about it. And this peace settled in my heart, and I was like, okay, Lord, I am going to trust, because I don't see how this is possible, but I'm going to trust. And we had this weird situation where this recruiter from Florida called her and said, hey, there's a job open in Olathe, would would you be interested? We're looking for speech pathologist in Olathe, and I'm a recruiter, and I can help you get set up in that. And so we got on the Olathe website for the school system, and there was an opening, she filled out the application. And they, like, called her the next day. Would you come in for an interview? She went in for an interview. They were like, here, we want to, here's the offer right now. Will you take it? Because someone had last minute quit, and they were up a creek without a paddle. They had a position, and they needed it. And in the conversation with this uh, hiring agents there in Olathe, they said, uh, Jill had mentioned, yeah, they asked, how did you hear? Well, one of your recruiters called me and told me about the opening of the job. And they said, well, we don't use recruiters. We never use recruiters. So I don't know if it was an angel that called her. I don't know. But it was the Lord put on either on somebody's physical heart to do something they weren't supposed to do. Or it was an angel that called her up and said, hey, because it caused us to look for an open door. We saw the open door and we by faith walked through it. Do you understand? But it was a process that walked us through a faith of trusting the Lord to see the opportunity to come into a better place financially, and where she worked in the school, in the atmosphere, and being able to, I mean, she's like a a light there at that school. There's open doors. Opportunities require sight. They require faith. They require grace. Now, grace is things that uh, God can do that you can't. You know, when the Lord opens a door... A lot of times it is, Lord, I am afraid to walk through this door because I do not have the strength. And he says, I want you to trust me. That's where the faith comes in. And know that I will be there with you. That's where the grace comes in. And so we're like, okay, Lord, I'm going to step through this and trust you. It might be a business opportunity. It might be a family situation uh, where you're beginning to meet and reconcile. It might be... Uh, spending time with your grandkids. It might be meeting up regularly with a sibling. It might be uh, doing something with your faith, as in leading a, a small group or starting teaching a Bible school class or helping out in children's ministry or coming up here and preaching sometime. Uh, all of that is a, a step of faith. It may be putting yourself out there for an advancement of career. When you see those open doors, it's sight, faith. Okay, Lord, I need your grace because I'm going to walk through. And you'll grow into the grace. 
That means God will meet you where you are and supplement you. And as you grow, he will decrease the supplementation as you grow into that position. And then eventually you'll be able to do it and run with it. And then he'll go, okay, there's the next one. And you're like, ooh, I don't know about that, Lord. And then you'll walk into it and you'll stretch. Isaiah 54 talks about stretch out the, uh, the areas of your tent. Make the ropes go longer. Go deeper with the stakes and make the, the sides of the tent longer so that you can hold more. 2023 is the year for you to hold more, to get fatter in your tents. Come on now. Not just physically, we need to get fatter in our tents, holding more of Jesus. 2023 is a year to expand, prosper. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 is a, good, is a good verse to remind you that the Lord has good plans for you to prosper you. And I think it's an encouragement to say, okay, Jesus, what are those plans? And begin to write things out. Because if you have no idea what those plans are, you're not going to be praising him when it suddenly happens. You get a promotion, you're like, wow, I did good. Not realizing it was the Lord that completely opened that door for you and you'd be like, Jesus, thank you for that door instead of the, woo, I'm so good, I'm so good. Finally, they see how good I am. So write it down with the Lord's. Write down the big stuff. And the last thing that Dr. Joyce talked to us about, let me get her wording, was uh, that he will deal with the adversaries. He will deal with the adversaries. Some of the things that I wrote down of the adversaries were, was our flesh, our emotions, other people, fear, and of course, Satan. So fight the good fight. If the Lord has opened a door and it's pushing your buttons, don't stop walking through. Walk through and ask the Lord. Deal with your flesh. Deal with your emotions. Deal with your fear to walk into the blessing that he has. Because once you get into that door, the fight becomes easier. It's just like, I can't believe I, I held back. It's kind of like, you know, I, I don't have any friends... I never, I'm all alone. Well, invite somebody over for tea. Take somebody out for coffee. Well, I can't do that. What if they don't like me? Well, that's, do you understand what I mean? That's an open door. And either I can sit and be satisfied in my adversary of my fear of being alone for the rest of my life, or I can take steps to begin to move out of that, even if it's discomfortable, even if you have coffee with somebody and you realize this isn't a good fit, no matter if you, can, if you begin to branch out, the Lord will open doors greater and greater and greater for you. But you've got to deal with the adversaries. You've got to deal with the things that hold you back. Proverbs 28, 13 says, He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Proverbs 28, 13. He who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Think of this in the, in the full sense of the word that it is. 
Anything that holds you back from coming into the prosperity of the Lord. If you conceal it, it means you don't deal with it. And if you don't deal with it, it holds you back. You are building a prison wall around yourself. But if you confess it to the Lord, and if you need to confess it to somebody else, whatever it is, I'm, I'm angry at my mother. Um, I have a fear that I, I will never have enough money. Um, I am uh, terrified of rejection, so I reject others before they can reject me. You know, whatever the sin is, I have an addiction. Whatever the sin is that's holding you back, if you confess it, that's the first step to begin to say, I don't want this stuff around me. I want to get out of this prison. And then you could begin to deal with, get the change of heart. The change of heart is first because it's the heart that has to change before the actions can change. Changed actions without a changed heart is just dead religion. It's just a different prison. Lord, change my heart. Help me to see this how you see it. Help me to see that I'm loved so that I don't reject others because I'm afraid of rejection. Help me to deal with my anger and know that you're not angry with me so that I have patience, that you're patient with me, so that I have patience with others and don't, aren't angered. Isn't it? Below. Lord, help me to deal with this pain so that I'm not covering it up in some type of addiction. Whatever it is, deal with the adversaries so that you can move toward the open doors and complete the course that God has laid out for you. God's so for you. I woke up at uh, 5.49 this morning, which always reminds me of Isaiah 54.9, where God says, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. You can read the whole verse. There's more there. But it basically says, I'm not mad at you. I'm for you. I'm a dad who loves you. You're my son, my daughter. I want everything good for you. You know, there's stuff in your life I want to deal with. It's not because I'm mad at you. I want you free. I want you free. I want to see you run. So we've got to break off that cast. We've got to break off those things that are keeping you from being able to run and enjoy yourself. Will you let me? I've got beautiful things for you. I'm not mad at you. This is the heart of the Father. Any father, the heart of the Father is like that for you. So I encourage you as you look for 2023 and you begin to take time to plan out your year, think about your course, think about the doors, and think about what is keeping you back, the adversaries. Satan doesn't have authority over you. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this beautiful body. I thank you, Lord, for uh, just how you are speaking to us about this year and beginning to dream about what you have for us, Lord, and for our ads. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for uh, just the wonderful testimonies. I know there's a lot more. I hear the stories of just people having fun with you where they are, Lord Jesus, in their ads, Lord. I thank you, Father, for that. I thank you, Lord, for encouragement so people are able to stay the course. I thank you, Lord, for um, uh, help, Father, to walk through the open doors, and Father, wisdom and strength to stand against the adversaries in our lives, Lord. I thank you, Father, for it, and I declare victory in the name of Jesus. You're beautiful. Walk in it. Amen. Meaning you're beautiful, so walk in it. Amen.